0: Every year, millions of global travelers flock to California in search of the world's finest cannabis.
1: Our job is to get these travelers very high and show them a great time.
0: It's not always as easy as you think.
1: Join us, your heady hosts and cannabis tour guides,
0: Victor Pino,
1: and April Black, as we
0: spend an hour each episode trimming back the storied nuggets of life in the weed tourism game. We'll be joined by our friends, Colleagues and cannabis tourism
1: legends from across the globe.
0: So get on board the weed bus. Buckle up, and as always, smoke them if you got them. You're about to get high on tour with Victor Pena and April Black. <laughs> I want to introduce to you guys an awesome face sitting across from me, Raina Lyag, Lyag from Humboldt Hill.
1: Yeah, Humboldt Hill Labs.
0: Humboldt Hill Labs—they are a Humboldt-based extraction facility, uh, extraction artists as they call themselves, because they are really creating some magical, magical art from uh, just you know some basic plant biomass and. You know how that goes, but um, Raina, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for being part of our Legacy Farmers Day here at the SF Buyers Club. We're really excited to have you here.
1: Definitely. I'm here to represent because I have so many legacy farms that that I work with, and it's not really about my story; it's about theirs.
0: Well, it's about your story and how they weave together, and that's what we're here to find out a little bit more about. Tell me a little bit about you, Raina. Like, what what makes you tick? You're an extraction artist. You're an extractor. Yeah. How long have you been? How long have you been extracting?
1: Uh, ten years.
0: Whoa, that's longer than most people have been in the game, <laughs> honestly. So. Go on. So you know your way around some propane and butane.
1: Yeah, exactly. We started with uh, BHO production extraction mm-hmm. and uh that's where the Humboldt Hill lab's name came uh-huh. from. Uh-huh. It's uh oh where's your lab? It's it's a it's a Humboldt Hill lab, you know. <laughs> it's not necessarily a location, it's a type of lab. <laughs> um and so you know, there's a lot of long nights figuring out what to do on one column and then uh it was three years ago that we got to work in a licensed facility and set up their VHO extraction lab.
0: So it wasn't, it was before that it was all just loosey goosey open air. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> now we know where we come from. Right. All right. Cool. Um, Raina, what's, what's the best part of your job right now? You are the you are a woman owned company. Yeah. So you're doing everything. We talked about this a moment ago. I said, "What's your title?" You're like uh, everything. Yeah. So yeah, tell me a little bit about what it's like to be everything at Humble Hill.
1: It's what's necessary right now for small businesses to survive. <laughs> um, right now, uh, Humble Hill Labs is run by myself and my partner John, and uh, we're managing the business from like business strategy to the extraction and just managing the basics of like being licensed Um, and we have two other people that work with us in the lab sometimes part-time because we're not always that busy but this last uh three months we've really seen like success in our business and we think that this is the year that we're gonna like really make profit and we're gonna we're gonna make it. Me too I'm hoping. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Um I as a small business owner myself, I'm very curious, you said the last, how many months? Three months. Three months. Was there something you did? Like, was there a little change you made or something you did that kind of let that three months become three months for you, like a good three months for you guys?
1: It was, we found somebody like a strategic partner who was really interested in the products that we had. Uh And you know, in the beginning of building everything and especially because we're the manufacturers, extractors ourselves, we like hold on to this product like it's ours and it's our brand, you know, but we haven't had the sell through for it. So I moved to bulk sales and I found somebody who's really reliable and like likes our products, likes to try all the different things that we do, um, accompanied with I'm working with a new farm, Smokey Hollow Farms, um, based out of Salmon Creek. Okay. And um, the the flower that they brought me this year was amazing. And it was like a godsend because we. We weren't working together this year, and then it was at the end of the year where we kind of found each other. And so that product really, like, showed me that, like, we know what we're doing, and, like, we've got the right farm, because it's all about the starting material on whether or not rosin's going to be good or your product's going to be good. And so, like, we know what we're doing, the farmer knows what we're doing, and we found somebody who's really interested in us, and so that gave us the... Like you know, that push money to yeah. like buy more product, uh, buy more packaging for our brand, and get some salespeople and really get out there.
0: That's awesome. That's yeah. a, that's a big turning point. Um, and and you know, to your point, you know, like getting that new connect that new line on better product you know shit in shit out is the old the old adage when it comes to manufacturing right definitely so if you start with something great and you know you'll finish with something greater if you know what you're really doing with it and it seems like you guys know what you're doing with it yeah um this road this journey bho open air talk about it from a thirty thousand foot view Right? yeah not just about your company, but where have you seen this go yeah. where Where did we start ten years ago, and where are we today what yeah. is what what are the trends that are emerging for you right now
1: i mean it's it's going back market trends are going back to like kind of like some simple basics like different stores are asking me for shatter, and whoa, whoa yeah, to me i
0: I was just like my eyes just popped open. I was shatter. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because for a lot of stores, you know, uh, and their clientele, they're driven by price point and that high THC from shatter. You know, I even talked to a store that said that they're putting distillate in dab jars and I'm just, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? You know, like, but they're saying that there's that market for it. So now I'm getting uh, more requests for that. But to me, we're not going to go backward, Like, for me, in my experience and what we do, we're craft cannabis, we're small producers. And like, once you get, once you grow past that and you learn how to do it, we're not really interested in that anymore, you know? So, um, and by that,
0: you mean the BHO?
1: Yeah. in the BHO making shatter. Um, we also do live resin production. Um, but it's hard to get fresh frozen material. You know, that's like a plan that you need to do a year in advance, and you need to work with your farmers before the harvest. Otherwise, the material that you get isn't going to turn out into a nice product. Real you know? talk,
0: real talk, right? And yeah. You're the farm, your legacy farm, you toss.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've done some um, fresh frozen, and it's, it's a process, and it, it has to be done right and yeah. quick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so- <laughs>
0: And and with a lot of material, a lot of equipment, you got to keep it all super cold. It's like the minute you cut it, it's yours to ruin. Yeah, that's it. Yeah,
1: definitely. And I and you have to get a lot uh, because the price on BHO is so low now how you can sell it to the store, Um, you have to produce a lot. And so like you need people to be giving you 600 pounds of material or more Mm -hmm. to be getting into those higher numbers for um, consumer packaged goods, for all the numbers to work out like monetarily beneficial for you. Mm -hmm. And lots of people can't capture Right. 600 pounds right. in a, and freeze it in a short amount of time and store it and work it, and yeah. work it yeah. you know, like there's a whole big logistical thing that has to be planned out before and you have to have the infra- infrastructure to do it. But mm-hmm. let me also say for the market that <clears throat> what people are offering farmers now for a live resin, fresh frozen are low numbers. Mm-hmm. It's not something that a farmer is going to say, I'm definitely going to do that again next year or this year. You know, like people are asking almost for costs. It costs money to harvest fresh frozen. It's expensive, expensive. So yeah, exactly. So like when we look at what the infrastructure is set up for for us and what we know how to do, we're doing rosin.
0: That's great. That's great. So what do you what do you I mean, are you are you a consumer? You consume every day? Yeah. All right. So what is your everyday daver, everyday daver? All right. (laughs) Ah, Perfect. We're on the same page here. (laughs) Um,
1: Some people look at us like we're crazy.
0: Yeah, it's like we can handle it. Yeah. It's, it's okay. It's going to be okay. Um, I want to shift gears a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, in a, we're in a legacy mode today with this episode and with these episodes that we're kind of pulling together here. Um, we're at the Buyer's Club, San Francisco, with a bunch of legacy farmers. Very simple question, which is, does not have a simple answer. Mm. What does it mean to you to be a legacy Producer.
1: Okay, I was thinking about this on the drive here. Okay, because we always talk about legacy, like oh, legacy, legacy farmers, legacy farmers. It's that they have this history, you know? Okay, I'll talk about one of my farms. It's Power Flower Farms out in Bridgeville. It's Dan. He used to sell. Uh, he used to sell soil to all the other farmers <coughs> from his land that he would compost, um, and he's been around a long time. He's been growing for over forty years, and. I think about that and I, I have my experience with him where he's so excited to show you all the different parts of his farm and how much he cares about it and he's got a lot of stories and he's got seeds from Israel and different breeding things that he's been doing for a long time. He's been doing this for 40 years and when I think about that and how he's so excited to show us and tell us sometimes after we walk away from talking to him, we like me and my partner, John, look at each other and we're like, he really wants to share something. He really, he like, he really wants to like shoot the, passion, the shit with us and tell passion, us. Yeah, yeah. Like oozes out of it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, I wasn't able to put together like the media for all of my farms before this, but I had asked all of them to write something, you know, and he said it really perfect about his own farm that it's like clean air, clean soil, great weed. And he's like, I've been growing for over 40 years. I still touch the plants every day. You know, like he's he's coming from the heart saying like saying these things because he wants us to know about it, too. And like basically all of my my farms that I have for my brand, um, they follow mostly like organic practices. Everybody is really earth conscious and. And they want to share about what growing and humble is like.
0: So they, they're interested in sharing their story and their passion. About yeah what makes their weed special exactly um, what does that sound like to you season
1: for me to share my passion oh it
0: sounds like the, the things you tell me all the time is you know yeah, on your yeah, farm
1: it, yeah it's an echo chamber for sure <laughs> <laughs>
0: we're vibing it's called vibing season's gonna get the grammy for best co-host best stand in co-host for the podcast
1: let's remember i'm i'm a farmer first <laughs>
0: She's just doing me a favor.
1: We're just lonely. We just want to share. <laughs>
0: Where's April when you need her? April hears me talking about her right now from hundreds of miles.
1: I love you, April. <laughs> well, <clears throat> one more part about the legacy, and especially for that farmer. He has all of these seeds.
0: Yeah. yeah. What's going to happen to those seeds? Genetic preservation. Exactly.
1: Genetic yeah. preservation. And he's so interested in... Now he's interested in also the science that can come with, like, can help you look at your experience, right? right? He te- he grew out a bunch of cake crasher because it was a great yielding strain for us. And it also had really light-colored resin. So it's, like, attractive for what we want to do for rosin. And he's breeding. So he says, okay, I want to know more about this plant. And he grew out a bunch of different seeds, and he had a lot of it tested um, so that he could see, like, which seeds maybe had the most THC or whatever the different uh, things were that were tested, but he wanted to learn more information about it. And he's in his 70s, you know. Like this is like him sharing the passion with other people who just want to put the good herb out right, there. Right,
0: right, doing it for you know the the most kind of centered reason, right? Like why you know because you got to feed your head, right? Yeah. Um, tell yeah, you've got a lot of good vibe, and I, I thank I like, you. I like this conversation. <laughs> Um where 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 did you grow up? Did you grow up in Humboldt? Did you where did you grow up?
1: Mm, no. I grew up in Orange County. Woo, woo <laughs> If anybody's out there. Um and I came up here I think it's been like six or seven years now. Okay, okay. Yeah.
0: But you followed a passion, you followed a dream.
1: Yeah. Well, I followed a lover. I followed Ooh. my love. My high school sweetheart moved oh, up here. Very cool. Um, and he was here five years before me. Uh huh. So in those five years before I would come up in a visit right. and that was my like taste of weed and growing and Humboldt and everything and so I was,
0: yeah, I was yeah. kind of like
1: you know just dipped my toes in and would see it for the summer and then leave and then now I'm like living it every day
0: that's amazing yeah. so it's like really uh, it's really come full circle and come true for you the, yeah. you the vision yeah definitely that's awesome so what do you see in 2023 uh, where are you guys going with the company and you know what is your what is your your positive vision your positive outlook for yeah. your industry extractors tell me something that's specific to uh your vision for the company in in 2023
1: Um in 2023 we have or for 2022 we worked with a bunch of farms and it was a lot of first harvests for them Um so maybe we didn't get the timing quite right and uh, we don't really, we didn't really have the infrastructure to maybe harvest as much as we wanted to. Um, so for 2023, we've got the infrastructure now, and we've got strategic farms that we want to work with. And the, what they've told me is, I want to work with you because you're just a, a regular person to talk to, and you're transparent on what's going on. Because for us, we just work with the farmer and we just add a little bit of service but it's to pay back the farm you know so like if uh this year we helped a lot of our farmers kind of hone in like a little bit on the genetics of what they're going to grow so we've really planned with them um, and we've made some good connections on different genetics that we're going to see this year and uh, i'm excited for that to come For this year, we're also going to be partnering with a few uh, delivery services that I can't name yet, but it's going to get us, like, direct-to-consumer and in the hands of people that haven't been able to see us yet. So we're expanding this year.
0: That's great. So uh, the direct-to-consumer thing is pretty interesting to me for sure. Like, that's that's not something everyone's doing, and that's something – I mean, you guys are believing enough in it that you guys are working towards it, so that's awesome.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, I – when when they when we started the lab and we started everything it's like you know 2 3 years ago and you don't imagine where you're going to be now and it's like you always wish that in the beginning you really invested for on yourself and what your biz, what you envision your business to be like in the future so that's kind of like where we're at now because hey guess what everything we planned for didn't work the way that we thought it was you know so like so now if we're still here You better just do it the way that you want to do it, and you see it for yourself in the future. Especially because we're like boots on the ground kind of people, Mm. Um, so we know that like if you have exactly like a vision and you like learn how to do the different things, then like try it for yourself and see how much you can do.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's so great that you guys are going upstream too in that same. In that same vein, going to your growers and talking them through kind of what it is you need on your end to make a better product to pay them back, as you say. Yeah. I thought that was really brilliant. Um, Raina Lyag-, Lyag, thank you so much for being here. Humble Hills. Uh, Humboldt Hill Labs. Humble Hill Labs. Humble Hill Labs is the name of the company. Representing Humboldt the best way uh, I think you can. Thank is you. Producing good concentrate. Um, thank you so much for being here. It was great to hear your story. And we look forward to seeing what you guys have planned for 2023 and in the future.
1: Thanks so much. This was awesome.
0: Thanks for being here. Have a good one. Bye.
1: Bye.